Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Shiro Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch and co-host Calder Ness. This episode, we're going to talk about a new Thread Dead Redemption, our top 10 Heroclix figures of 2020. We're going to talk about the rules clarifications for the Prince Format Tournament, and we're going to talk about symmetrical maps. Should they exist? Should they not exist? Let's get into it. This is episode 340. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, like always, in the studio is my nemesis co-host, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Not like always. We are That's true. actually recording, I think for, I mean, only like the second time ever. Technically, yeah. In yeah. person. Yeah. For the podcast. That for is. the podcast. Yeah, for the podcast. That's true, yeah. We've done videos. If you haven't noticed, uh, we have a YouTube channel where we do videos. You can check it out. It's dial H for heroclicks.youtube.co.ru. Oh, I don't think you can actually type it in into, like, a web, like, oh, the internet part. Okay. I guess it's all the internet part. It's not how it works. What, what would you call it? I don't know. But if you just search us on YouTube, we'll, po- we'll pop up. Because, okay. like, actually, if you do, it'd be youtube.com slash 7946... <laughs> P for you know M K or like something like like that is like our well, YouTube code. Yeah. Mine. Uh yeah, shouldn't we all? Anyways, as always, we like to start off the show with what made us happy this week. Simeon made you happy this week, my man. Made me happy this week is uh, I got an early Christmas present. It's a super sweet samurai oh, warning. Heck yeah! He's got Heck yeah. these crazy looking claws. He looks like a. I don't know, Samurai Wolverine, I guess. But yeah, can't wait to put him on display. He's pretty sweet. It's pretty dope. And the, the Samurai Captain America is really cool. Like, they don't make really sense. Because, like, no. Captain America's got nothing to do with Japan. <laughs> like, Wolverine at least, like, has something to do with, like, J- Japanese culture. Samurai Captain America. <laughs> but, like, He's like, I'm still a still captain cool. <laughs> of America. But I do, it's still, <laughs> I do yeah. respect my feudal no. lord as well. They're such great figures. They're so dope. Um... What made me happy this week? That's a good question. I don't want to say yesterday, because that's our Christmas special. So, it sort of was our Christmas special. Well, that was miserable. That was miserable. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That was, uh, that was absolutely awful. But, um, I'm also just trying to think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what made me happy this week. I finally platinumed Doom Eternal. That's what I did. yeah. Yeah, so I was able to, um... I was finally able to beat 200 or kill 200 opponents in battle mode. For some reason, like, battle mode is just so miserable in that game. It can be pretty awful, but once you get into the grind of, like, doing battle... <laughs> once you get into the grind of doing battle mode, it, it comes, like, way easier for, like, figuring out counters and, like, what demons are really good. So I, I had, like, 30 more players to kill, and I was like, let's just do it. And it's... it's people are like, oh, that's not hard for a multiplayer game. But, like, it's only two demons against one doom slayer or one doom slayer against two demons so if you just get rolled as the doom slayer you don't get any kills right or if you're a demon you have to like try to kill the doom guy before another demon kills him or like your friendly player demon or demons that you guys summon so it actually is like a lot harder to get like that trophy and it is the hardest trophy in the game is to like kill 200 players in battle mode for how few people play battle mode back when i used to hunt trophies all the time i really hated 
the multiplayer like trophies. So you'd be playing <sighs> Those like are tough. I don't know, just for example, like uh, Battlefield or uh, like Modern Warfare or something like that. You'd be like doing all the campaign trophies and those are like super easy there's like a few like you know uh x amount of kills with like a knife or whatever yeah and like the rest of the ones would be like you know like get really good at online play and i was always like all right i'll try like five days later i'm like nope just not gonna complete this game and it's impossible like if the game is old and it has online trophies and the online's dead and you just can't you just have to admit to yourself you're not gonna platinum the game it's never it's not gonna happen yeah it's incomplete yeah dude that's what happened with uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, classic fighting game, greatest fighting games of all time for the PlayStation 3. That's the one that had um, Sackboy? Yeah, it had Sackboy and Kratos and stuff in it. But, like, I wanted to platinum that game because, like, I had I hated Smash Bros. I hated Nintendo fans. They were annoying. I hated them. I hate that they wanted to play Smash Bros. So I was like, finally, we have PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, a totally original idea to have characters from one, like, specific gaming company all fight. And I really liked that game, but I could never get the Platinums because, like, the online died within, like, a week or, like, two weeks of that game coming out. But I, I really did love that game. I played the heck out of it. It was awesome. Speaking of Smash Bros., I watched a video uh, a couple days ago of just an endless amount of people in, like, Smash tournaments when they get beat, like, just smoking Raging. their controller on oh, their baby. Like, ground. There's, like, one dude that grabbed it, like, by the cord and, like, full-on, like, whipped <laughs> it down and it just, like, explodes. <laughs> There's one guy that wasn't even Jeez. wasn't even done with the match. It was like best two out of three or something, and he lost like the first one and throws his controller down and breaks like one of the nubs. It's like GameCube controller, so he broke one of like the joysticks. Yeah. Or whatever. And then he's just like unable to complete like compete like the. Oh, next great job, genius! Who can I borrow a controller from you guys? Well, no, not if you're gonna do that, idiot. <laughs> nice try, buddy. That's so sad. That's so sad. All right. Oh, I almost forgot, uh, guys, listener, we're at Simeon's house, and he, he did brag about getting, not really brag, but, like, one time he mentioned getting a new desk and how he got a new desk. I just want to say, uh, boots on the ground, there is no desk. His computer and monitor is all on cardboard boxes still. So we're sitting here on chairs looking at his computer yeah, monitor on cardboard boxes. To be at Islands. <laughs> it's so bad. Computer should uh, be above like a foot off the ground all right but we've been talking about not hero clicks for long enough so let's go ahead and get into the news the news this week being our prince format tournament the rules clarification so for really quick it's a ten dollar entry fee tournament i'll let simeon go into it because it is the billionaire bruce's uh superior yeah, a brainchild format yes, to the popper design. We're fighting back against this popper nonsense. So, a quick rundown. As Calder said, $10 entry. You can send that to my PayPal. Uh, we've got it on Facebook. Or you can just message the page, message me or Calder. Uh, we'll hook you up with my PayPal link. It's $10 entry, uh, friends and family. And then make sure you message us if you send the money so that we can put you on our like Excel spreadsheet and cross you off the list for people that are injured. Uh, builds are going to be due by January 1st and then pod play will start January 1st and it'll go until January 8th so we're doing pod play for so that'll be uh, depending on how many people sign up uh, it'll be groups of four hopefully and then the top two out of those groups will move on into the single elimination bracket so you're depending on how well you did in the pod play, that'll be where you're positioned in the single elimination bracket. Um, 
And then the main thing for Prince format is the build restrictions that is going to be super rare primes, chases, ultra chases, and convention exclusives only. And we have a Google Doc for all of the convention exclusives because we decided not to allow ones that you can get at like WKOs. Like you had to go to a convention to yeah. obtain these pieces. Uh, we want it to be as exclusive, truly exclusive as possible. So uh, it is 300 modern. We're calling it 300 modern forward because we're including things that have been previewed in any kind of capacity. They've been previewed. Um, they have to meet the restrictions. And then, I mean, even if they're not technically legal, so X-Men will be allowed. I'm not sure if X-Men will be legal. Well, if it comes out... December 30th, and we're going to start the 1st. It won't yeah. be legal, right? You have to wait a week until it, right. whatever. So, Same thing with, like, Lady Phoenix. But even if, yeah, Lady who, like, Phoenix. people own, but isn't legal yet for right. WizKids reasons or whatever. Yeah, we'll allow that stuff, too. And even if, like, uh, I'm going to say even if they start previewing, like, Fantastic Four. Oh, like maybe. December, like, 25th or something. <laughs> if they show us a, we'll, like, yeah, chase from Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'll allow it. Um, it's not super likely. And then uh, to go along with that, proof of ownership isn't required. Had to really bend Simeon's arm. He wanted it to be truly the richest of the rich, the highest of the high class. We also dropped the entry to $10 from what I originally wanted it to be, which was $250. (laughs) Uh, I really wanted to make it an elitist little tournament, but uh, we decided to allow other people in, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't have even been able to play if it was $250. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Map bonuses aren't going to be allowed. Uh, Anything... To go along with map bonuses, anything that would be allowed in Popper, so this is like WWE rings, uh, anything, yeah, just anything that's allowed in Popper, we won't be allowing in this. Uh, yeah. Of course, the maps from other sets and whatever are legal. You can use whatever maps. Uh, it's encouraged to use the most expensive map you can find, of course, but not necessary. Um, that's one thing that, you know, we can't really limit the maps to like super rare prime yeah. maps. So and there's there's no blatantly cheating in the rules of hero clicks. So there's still only one prime per force. There's still you can only have 3 maps <laughs> to bring with you, yeah, etc. We're, we're not breaking the rules of hero clicks <laughs> with this format. We're still following the uh, normal rules as far as that goes. Uh, and then prizing so we're going to need minimum 16 players to kick it off, but uh, first place is going to get a brick of the new House of X set. Second place is going to get five boosters of the House of X set. Third is going to get three boosters, and fourth is going to get two boosters. And then if we reach a 32 or like higher participants, then all of top 16 will be prized out. And there's also going to be a special secret fellowship prize that will be awarded. I have a... Uh, little qualifying thing that I'll be using to determine who gets it, and I'll tell you after uh, I decide who gets it what the qu- criteria was. But uh, they'll also be getting a prize, and it might be a 1776 if mine don't sell by then. I don't know. I feel like that's <laughs> a better price than first at that point, but it might be, I don't know, it might be like a figure off your build or something. Who knows? I haven't decided yet, but it'll be something worth it. Uh, although you won't know how to win it until it's you won't know how to win it. Yeah, exactly. So you can find all this information besides what we just told you. If you want to see it written down, it's on our Facebook page. It is on our YouTube channel. There's a video of Simeon also explaining the information. Sorry, the billionaire Bruce Simeon uh, explaining the information. And then in the description of that video is all the same information we just told you guys. So yeah, obviously this is a online tournament. So it's gonna be we're gonna use Roll Twenty or 
Disc and Discord to communicate. If you do want, however, and you want to use Tabletop Simulator, by all means, go for it. Just you have to have someone to spectate your game and keep time for you. And, and your, your opponent would also have to have you would also have, yeah. obviously have to have Tabletop Simulator, but like me and Simeon should be able to spectate quite a few games. Yeah. If if available. I imagine we'll be free enough to do that. Uh you said all all builds are due by the first, right? All builds are gonna be due by the first, yeah. I don't think that's too much to ask. You've got, no, got plenty of time. Twenty five plus days yeah. as of recording this. So yeah, if uh, if it comes down to the wire and we have like a late entry, um, I might extend it a little bit. But I don't want it. to. I don't want like to push off pod play. Because December fifth, someone wants to enter. Maybe not, but right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm excited. I hope you guys. Another thing is, it's not Highlander. You know, some people have, were like curious about that or whatever. I don't think there's anything too terrible in like purely if it's just chases and whatever, I think it should be fine. So I'm curious to see like what you guys make. And I want to see like teams of like a ton of chases because there's like yeah. those 10 point chases, you know, and I wanted to oh, see yeah, yeah. an all Brainiac or like all a ton of Lex Luthor team. Like, that, yeah. like it'd be hilarious. So I, I would love to see teams like that. Like how much money can we put on the board? It's awesome. Yeah. Um, another point thing to note, I think there's maybe only one character that does this. That'll bring things from, I don't know if it's outside the game or whatever, but Black Widow generates common figures. Right. Um, you're not going to play commons. I would basically say, uh, like any true man of class and quality, you wouldn't allow a white tab or green tab figure within 10 feet of you. So, like, why, how dare you reach for a, a common figure for your Black Widow to yeah. generate? How, how could you? If you're thinking about doing Jason Wingard, you're going to have to, all of his, like, pog, like generators They're pretty, are going to have to It's rough. All the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So that leads, like... Not a lot. Not a lot. The There's only a few chases that make pogs, so it's not a ton. The options are definitely slimmer for Jason. So I think this actually balances a lot of like chases a lot, honestly. So I think yeah. it's good. So I think we'll get to see some really cool, unique teams, and we can't wait to see those. Um, like I said, once you uh, PayPal message Calder Ness, Simeon Bruce on Facebook, or the Dialation Hero Clicks page anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, doesn't matter, uh, that you entered, we'll get you guys put down, get you a link to the Discord, all that jazz. But yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's about it. That's it. Prince for, tournament. Yeah, for and that's all we really have for the news because not a whole lot is going on no. this week. It's boring. Yeah. It's boring. Boring week. Which we got all these. We've got one super rare left for uh, the upcoming House of X set, and we've got all of the team up cards pretty much still left to be spoiled. So uh, I don't know why we're in a dead news cycle and why Wizards is resharing. Things that have already been, already previewed. been previewed. Yeah, like they could show us all the team cards would be great. But yeah. instead, it's like, yeah, it's, check out Emperor Vulcan. It's like, ah, it's crazy. But like, you did give it to somebody else to preview already. So, like, yeah. very cool. Thank you for sharing. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, we want to get into a uh, Thread Dead Redemption, shall we? Let's do it. Friend, I just wanted to play. Now, firstly, we ain't friends. Don't make no mistake on that subject. Now, secondly, he can't hardly see, let alone reason. Reasoning ain't never been one of my strong points neither, but C and I do just fine. Thread Dead Redemption is a segment of the show where we find a thread, normally on HC Realms, you know, but it could be anywhere on the internet that's related to hero clicks, and we go go ahead and see what's what are these people talking about. We go ahead and see if we try to redeem this thread, what qualities it may have. We like to do mostly uh, threads that like make hero clicks figures because it's really fun to see how other people design hero clicks figures. I really enjoy that. But from time to time, we'll do threads that are just uh, more simple. So Hujibu, 
bronze donor uh, on HC Realms has a picture of a, a crying Captain Carrot or something. It says, top 10 favorite hero clicks of 2020. Hello and welcome all to this year's poll of the community's favorite clicks of 2020. Vote for your top 10 favorite figures of the year, focusing on, but not limited to, individual figures. Voting is technically open to whatever your 10 favorite things were about hero clicks this year. I'll take a detailed tally and report back to the top 10 voter, vote getters. Okay, that's a weird way to say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just after the end of the year. So uh, that's he has a ton of text for yeah. whatever reason. Um, but he goes on to say, like, basically, it doesn't matter how long you've been playing the game. Please vote. Uh, last year's winner for 2019, like, number one Heroclix figure was Juggernaut. So you're going to give him a top ten list. And then he kind of weans out like everybody yeah, yeah. that got the most votes. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't really matter if it's in order, I guess. Really. Yeah, he's just like tabulating the most votes like overall right. out of the top tens. So I don't know. It's kind of cool. He got 156 users posting top ten lists last year. Meant a lot to um, him, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, it was, yeah, it was pretty important to him. Uh, but, uh, hopefully, this year uh, we get like 200 users. So that'd be great. If you uh, are when we're done reading off more about this list uh if you want to go and find this thread and it's just titled top 10 favorite hero clicks of 2020 um if you want to go and find this thread and add your top 10 see if your one of your figures gets the overall vote for the year uh go ahead and feel free to do that so he goes on to like tell you what all like sets came out this year captain america and the avengers plus the fast forces black widow movie Justice League Unlimited plus the Starter, Fantastic Four plus the Cosmic Clash Starter plus the Fast Forces, Battlegrounds, Avengers and Masters of Evil, Spider-Man and Venom Absolute Carnage plus the Fast Forces, House of X and the Fast Forces, The WizKids Deep Cuts X-Men Prime, Wave 2, uh, that's Kitty Pride through Danger, 020 Danger, then he says all the promotional releases, I kind of forgot about some of these, honestly, uh, Despero's Revenge, Green Arrow and the Justice Society. I forgot that one was this year. Yeah. Atlantean yeah. Civil War. January and February. February Everyone loves February. Ivy. Free Comic Day Black Widow. Deadpool the Duck. Quicksilver. Scarlet Witch. Pixie. Uh, Galactus the Devourer and Lady Phoenix. Oh, he does forget to mention Black uh, Bike Widow. The Black Bike Widow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Free Comic Day, Black but Widow. Not yeah. The, yeah. She wasn't part of the main set, technically. 100. But yeah, but I, I guess if you go to the... She is in the main set, set but, but yeah, she's a separate yeah. release. Technically, just saying, bro. So, what was this guy's top 20? Let's just do his top 10, not read anybody else's top 10, and we'll get into our top 10. Yeah. So, at number one, which, again, these aren't in any particular order as far as I did it. I don't know if he did or not. But on his number one is Beast, and this is the Fast, Fast Forces, Forces Beast. Yeah, from the unreleased uh, House of X set, number 002, the Unique Beast. Um, this is the one that, in the Fast Forces, he comes with... A couple different team up cards, I guess. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, he um, says I'm going to have a hard time not fielding this beast on every single X Men team moving forward. On paper, he doesn't do much, but his five steps ahead trait has me absolutely salivating. <laughs> Gross. Uh, seeing as how the game is so filled with free actions nowadays, this is essentially leadership without the risk of a die roll, plus a full dial of outwit. Not to mention that Hank and I share a last name. Uh, okay, that's cool. Pim. Um, They're both Pims. It's McCoy. <laughs> uh, I couldn't remember it. I thought Pim for some reason, and I was like, that's giant, man. Um, 
So this beast, just to remind you, has uh, this five steps ahead trait. He does no special powers, but five steps ahead trait is when an opposing character takes a free action, so that's sidestep, perplex, uh, outwit, like not prob, but uh, anything that's an actual free action kind of thing. Uh, you give Beast a planning token, and then for free, you can remove two planning tokens and remove an action token from a friendly character with the X-Men keyword. Uh, with all the sidestep in the game, I imagine you'd be racking these up pretty fast. Super easy, yeah. I don't know if removing action tokens is worth the 50 points, but it's not not In a high-point game? Oh, I'll absolutely oh, put yeah. this Beast on it. Like 400 plus? Yeah, let's do it. I still prefer, like, Prezzer card for action removal. Mm, it's true. Next up's Black Widow. Uh, this is zero. Oh, number one hundred. So this is a free comedy, Black Widow, right? Number one hundred, uh, isn't it? Is it? Or is this the bike widow? Bike it's the bike widow. Yeah. yeah. Bike widow. Weird how he forgets to put her in the thing, and yet yeah. she's on his top uh, on his top ten list. Anyways, she is just really good. Uh, the point denial, and trust me, playing against Black Widows, I've realized there's like quite a bit of point denial between the uh, hundred point whatever. Uh, crazy good widow yeah chase widow just hard to ko and this bike widow not scoring her and then like having to kill another person is just awful simi knows what it's like yeah. uh watching me score so few points <laughs> and win a hero clicks game uh but yeah and then he close in that game. yeah it was uh then he goes on to do the uh time bombs on the strip joker i think that's a pretty legit uh pick yeah. i would say like that's yeah, good so he's i mean he's kind of iconic uh this is another one of those characters where you pay an extra 20 points on top of his 50-point line, but then during Force Construction, you may add up to two of the other Jokers, and he's got the whole, uh, what is it, uh, shape change, and if he uses it and succeeds, after Resolutions, you can generate another one of these Jokers on click one. It's very annoying to play against. Dial. It's very annoying to play yeah. against. And then, of course, uh, he's got the... Because you don't, you don't get anything for KOing those other Jokers. It's nothing. No. It sucks. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> like, it's really tough. Like, at least Cable's dudes are, like, they're worth 25 points, right? Or whatever? Um, I don't know or is Cable points. also just an optional thing? Yeah, I think it's, like, 75 plus 25 for 200. Okay, I think that is, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, number four on his list is Kate Pride from the new X-Men set. So this is the super rare... Um, she's the pirate one. She's got the Cohen revival. She's got a Lockheed generation thing. Uh, she's got friendly characters with the Hellfire keyword, Marauders, or Pirate keyword. Can you steal energy? Which is kind of fun. Uh, when K Pride moves through an equipped opposing character, Esther, after resolutions, roll a d6 on a five through six. That character unequips their equipment. Should be neat if um, actually like unequipping things on characters ever worked. Feel like every time they make a thing that does that, it just doesn't quite work. As I well feel as like they think that's like a really good power to have, but it's just for some reason isn't. Yeah. Just never works out practically for some reason. That prime Baron Mordo had like another thing like that, and his never became like something important. I genuinely think like Wizkid's like this is so strong, like equipment is so important, which it is, but like all the unequipped powers, they don't do anything. Yeah. I would prefer it KO that equipment. If it KO'd the yeah, equipment, it's way better. Too. Yeah, um, unequipping is not enough. So I'm assuming he's picking I would this say. kitty because it's like a different iteration than we've seen and it's a cool sculpt. Because other than that, like it's a pretty standard kitty pride with like the whole like phasing. This one can uh, passenger three, which is always cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. Let me scroll down on our dial really quick on kitty style. 
Okay, I thought she was saying that she did illegal drug shipments there for a second. It's confiscate and disrupt. I was like, whoa, Kitty Pride's getting it. She's a pirate. Making that money. Yeah, she's selling drugs. (laughs) Well, you know how little it pays to be a school teacher. I don't blame her. Yeah, especially... uh, Zoom classes. She's doing mutant Zoom classes. It's not like those... I mean, there's Warren Worthington and his millions, but uh, none of those other kids have any money. So, The Maker is his number five. Uh, Maker was just cool. I I think that's a legitimate pick. Any figure that was, like, never made before, I think is... Like, that's a good pick. I mean, even if it is technically just Mr. Fantastic or Ultimate Mr. Fantastic, like, The Maker is a specific, totally different version of this character, so... My one gripe about him is... What, like it's not a good figure. Layer. Well, for 100 points, he's, yeah, kind of lackluster. But also, um, like, one set later, we got a character with the Ultimates team ability. And I get, like, he's yeah. Ultimate. He's from the Ultimates universe, but, like, this particular version of the Maker is, like, the bad guy, mm-hmm. not the... I don't think he was ever actually on the Ultimates or, like, Ultimate Avengers, whatever. They were just called the Ultimates, but yeah. yeah. Um... Number six is the Ellie Mole Man from the Fantastic Four set. So this is the one that does the uh, other friendly characters with the monster keyword have improved movement, hindering, and free move one square. He really doesn't do a whole lot other than that, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, he's just kind of there, but it is like a cool power for certain monster teams. I don't know how important it is for monster keyword overall. In general, I think if Wendigo's for sure, you want to put them on there. Right for Wendigo, getting an extra move is huge. Yeah, that's a pretty big thing. Um, potentially being able to make like what you got your charge, flurry, your free attack, sidestep, your sidestep free attack. So like one extra attack, so like five, potentially five attacks per fifteen point figure. Wendigo, it's pretty for, nuts. Yeah, um, of course, if you're like. Uh, you're like Jonah, then you just crit miss on the first Yeah, well, that's because Jonah's bad at hero clicks, though. So, <laughs> it doesn't matter how many attacks. It, it truly doesn't, dude. Oh, his dice are so terrible sometimes. Um, then he always gets kicked out of roll 20. Oh, guys, my roll 20 kicked me out. Can't Anyways, uh, <laughs> number seven is Quake. I did like Quake. I feel like she should have seen more play with her whole charge, and you can choose a figure or whatever, a square within range, not line of fire, just within range. She can use Quake if she occupied that square. Like, I think that's pretty dope. Like, that's awesome. The only time, like, you would ever want to use the pinpoint thing where whatever giant reach X where X is her click number is only good on her last click when she's on click number six. Otherwise, in that, it's just like, I might as well just always use Quake within my range and not need line of fire, like, because that's just dope. So, yeah, this Quake is really fun, and it's the first time we've gotten a Quake since Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I'm okay with that. She's a popular character, more popular now, so, so, yeah. I didn't realize, I mean, she'd be okay in, like, a reverse-style game. Six square reach. Yeah. Giant reach. But she's only got But then her speed, speed is less, like, yeah, right? Like, that's the whole problem. It's, like, her... It really, like, it kind of does nothing. It kind of mutes yeah. out the whole dial. She was cool and sealed, though, because you could... She was awesome. Yeah, I didn't like her. I liked her a lot Your sealed. opponent just couldn't prob you. Um, his number eight pick is Solomon Grundy, uh, the rare from the uh, Justice League Unlimited set. Um... Yeah, it's Solomon Grundy. He says, it's the least cost-inflated Grundy we've ever gotten, rocking a 75-point dial. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, and his breadth of keywords mean that he'll be appearing on teams for years to come. So, yeah, he's, he's got a decent set of keywords. I personally didn't care for this Grundy. I prefer, like, the older, what is it, like the, not slosh, but... Um, 
Is there one in like Teen Titans? Something like that. I don't think there's. I don't think there's one in Teen Titans, but there were two in Slosh in the starter or Fast Forces animated set. I prefer those ones over this one still. But he's right. They, those ones do cost you like almost double. I think. And number nine is gonna be Spot. It's also, I would just say, a pretty legit pick. Like, Spot is cool with all the free moving he can do. I enjoy Spot a lot. Like, just as a figure, I've never read him as a character. I know a lot of people were excited to get another Spot, and it's been, like, eight, nine years since the last Spider-Man set came out, maybe longer. Uh, But Spot was, like, in. And he's an entire one point less than his prior version. And I would say much, much better. So, yeah. So, yeah. I think any character... That hasn't been around. I feel like a broken record, but like any character that hasn't been made in years is like a legitimate pick for like a top twenty. Like if his top twenty would have been like, I really like this Iron Man. I've been like, oh, yeah. uh, sure, dude. But There's no, some that's picks pretty in good. This list that I could not understand. Yeah, there are some bad picks, and then in this thread, obviously there are a ton of bad picks, but that's okay. Yeah, that's what people uh, wanted. So somebody picked the frightful four Medusa. Oh, jeez. I was like, I get it's the frightful four version, but we've had first appearance of Medusa. A lot of Medusas, and like they're not like recent past but uh we've had a lot of medusas that just aren't or just like way better in the recent past we have had a lot of medusas we've had two in the same year earth x and uh abpi had a medusa yeah uh his last pick for the top 10 of this year is spy master which is strange pick so this is a zero two five that's what i thought america set he's got the espionage trait uh the my espionage elite which makes spy keyword a named keyword. I don't know how often you play spy that you need it to be named, but I guess that's pretty cool um, for 65 points, so more points than Captain Venom, who makes monster a named keyword. Uh, unique modifier when friendly characters with the spy keyword, uh, friendly characters with the spy keyword modify defense plus one if occupying hindering or obscuring terrain. So again, like kind of a neat little trait. And then he... Late Dial has anti-Iron Man weapons, which you choose a uh, standard attack power, and Spymaster can use that power until your next turn, which is great, except for 65 points, his down dial is kind of lackluster. Um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, this is like the one pick that he had that I like, had the biggest problem with. Just yeah, dude, Spymaster's pretty lame. I'm not even going to lie. It's just lame, dude. It's so weird. But you know what's funny about, like, the Spy Master? Um, like, same time around this, like, era in the world, this uh, February-March, like, time, was when they were also releasing the Black Widow um, Hasbro Marvel Legends, and there was a Spy Master in that wave. And I'm like, that's so weird to me that, like, WizKids is making a Spy Master, Hasbro's making a Spy Master. And then, just the other day, they announced that they're going to make a House of X, like, wave of, like, Marvel Legends, and House of X is obviously, like, the next hero click set. So, I don't know... If Marvel is like telling people, yeah, we gotta make a spy master, <laughs> like yeah, what it is. We're pushing spy master. Really pushing spy master. Make sure he's good. One. Make sure he makes named theme teams out of spy keyword. Zodiac keyword. That's not handed out a lot. That's no. actually kind of neat. That'll fill out. You still need like three more characters to make a 300 point Zodiac theme team between him, the dude who's just, I think, just named Zodiac. Zodiac yeah. yeah. With the key. Yeah. Or the Nick Fury's brother or whatever. But uh, let's go ahead and get into our top 10 lists. Yeah. Uh, Simeon, we just like want to go back and forth. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so go for it. I went ten to one, and I kind of went in order. Doesn't really matter, but I kind of went in order. Uh, so my top ten is mostly for figures that I either use the most or think I'll use the most, um, in cases of ones that haven't come out yet. So 
Number 10 is Mary Jane Watson, the 15-point, uh, what is it, common from the Spider-Man uh, Venom Absolute Carnage set. Uh, for 15 points, she's autonomous. She makes autonomous bystanders. She can turn into three other characters. Uh, she just does a ton of really cool stuff. Sidestep, energy shield, shape change, top dial. She's a really good figure for 15 points. Okay. Uh, for number 10, and like my list is in no particular order like at all, uh, it's going to be the 40 Cakes Lex Luthor. I just, oh man, I uh, when I saw this figure previewed, the amount of joy I felt in like the fact that they made a Luthor that referenced the 40 Cakes like stuff, it's just hilarious to me, you know, and besides the fact that we're also just getting like the like alternate versions of super friends was great like with the trouble alert call in so like this luther was just cool i'm a huge lex luther fan the 40 cakes was like a joke i always made it like a ton of people he's like why and that's yeah. terrible you know it's like <laughs> i love terrible. it gave me an excuse to make the cool 40 cake tokens that i really enjoyed making so yeah so lex luther's got to be my number 10 pick i forgot about that one you should have been I loved it too um Number nine for me is the Prime Apocalypse from the next. So this is a Super Air Prime from the upcoming House of X set. Uh, I haven't played him yet, but this is like the big bad version that we should have gotten in X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga. Like this is, to me, this like kind of resembles a version of like the TV series one. His dial's like really stacked. Uh, he does cost a lot of points for what he does, but they also gave him the behind the scenes trait, which I'm glad that they're like still using that moving forward I'm glad that wasn't like a one and done with uh ekman dark phoenix saga he's also got protected mind control outwit penetrating psychic blast free choose a standard power or colossal symbol so you can either get really big like he did in the cartoon or like have like morph one of his arms into a cannon or whatever um and then you can use the chosen power or ability till your next turn he's also got the ability to make his own uh, horsemen, they all have to be. That is really cool. Less. Yeah, I'm really excited. I I don't know how I'll use it, but like for pestilence, any character that just deals penetrating damage, if you make him like make that character his pestilence and they have poison, then all of a sudden you have a penetrating poison person, or you know anybody that you want to have like super strength, even if it's just to like carry an object back to sure. your whip or something. Uh, there's like a lot of. Mary here. Jane's super strength. She can like sidestep, <laughs> yeah. bring back an object. Yeah, heavy object at least. Yeah, a famine is great too. Jason opposing characters can't be healed. Just yeah. like period is really cool. Give it someone like who can't die easily. Yeah. Like maybe like uh, fifty fifty points or less. Is that right? Fifty points or less. Yeah. So, so like, there's no giving that to like Immortal Hulk and letting him no, like. But like Robot Magneto or Ooh, Sinister. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, my number nine uh, is going to be Super Scroll. I really liked the preview, and then we couldn't see his point values. So I was like, I didn't team build with him at all. And then, like, once I started thinking about uh, team builds and stuff, and I was talking to, like, other people, like, about Super Scroll, I was like, I really want to play him, like, so bad. And so Super Scroll was my main, like, meta pick. And sadly, as far as Hero Clicks in real life goes, I played way more competitive tournaments in real life than I was able to play, like, cool, fun, casual nights. So I think Super Scroll played correctly is just insane. Like getting the right pick of power stuff. And it's not like go to town, free whatever pick of powers. Playing a bunch is fun. Dude, rollouts are hilarious. It really does frustrate your opponent. 
Um, but like he himself isn't like the world's greatest attacker. You know, like he can be once they're like already next to him and you, you know, close combat expert, uh, giant reach is awesome with him. Like, so I love Super Scroll. The stability is there. The upgrade to the Scrolls team ability came out in the same Fantastic Four set. And, you know, I know I was really dogging on the Fantastic Four set, but now I finally own some F4 figures. And that is, of course, just Super Scroll <laughs> and like a few Frightful Four because he's also just. If you want to play a Frightful 4 team and then want to just have a solid figure, even in casual, where it's not like specifically a whole bunch of Super Scrolls that are just miserable to try to like mow through, instead, like putting one or two of him on a team, probably just one on a Frightful 4 team, just gives it a little extra oomph. Oh, yeah. So I love that Super Scroll so much. Soldier keyword, baby. Anything with the Soldier keyword, I love. And just this is probably the first time I play. Oh, actually, no, it's, that's a lie. Obviously, Zombie Super Scroll, I played a lot too. So I, I was about to say this is the first Super Scroll I ever played a bunch of, but nah. I love the Super Scroll. I like his sculpt as sort of a callback to the Supernova Super Scroll. Very similar. So, no, I like it a lot. Yeah. Sculpt is, like, also, of course, like, one of my big things. Uh, so far, like, these first it's couple pretty. Like, aren't amazing. But, right. Um, my number eight is Machine Smith, the super rare from the Captain America set. And he's got a unique ring, so you can only play one. Um, but for 90 points... He does the one thing that I really like about him. I really like bystanders and bystander generators. So once per turn, no, nope, that's the wrong one. That's assembled bolts and masters. He's got a trait that is uh, back up my consciousness. He has shape change and then power generate a robot dupe bystander max one. Uh, when the machine smith would be KO'd, if his robot dupe is on the map, instead turn him to click six and then KO the robot dupe. The robot dupe uh, is pretty basic. He's just got. Think it's just toughness toughness and, and shape change shape. with like a nine for one but 16 yeah, seven or something like that the robot dupe uh has a single trait that allows him to copy all uh or copy like all stats and standard powers yeah. from a opposing character of 100 points or less so uh, i never got to pull it off but in a recent tournament uh, i was playing jason who makes the robot he can also make the robot right. dupe and I almost managed to copy a God Emperor Doom, which would have just been amazing, having like a 12 speed, 12 attack, running shot, pulse wave, Ooh, yeah. 4 damage, prob. It's all like printed powers on God Emperor Doom, mm -hmm. except for his traits. And so it would have been really fun. Um, but even just like casually, I really like Machine Smith. I don't really care for the Masters of Evil or Skeleton Crew yeah. keywords. I don't use I those. I love ever. those keywords. I love Skeleton Crew's getting love, baby, and, yeah. I, and I really like that. I don't run those, but I'll definitely put them on, like, robot teams. And uh, the thing that I really like about Machine Smith over, like, Jason is in, like, a casual game, Machine Smith... He's not busted in a casual well, game. Well, there's that, but also Machine Smith can make multiples. So if you made a robot dupe of somebody and that person, like, took damage and now they're not as great, you right. switch, you can just push your robot... KO that robot dupe, yeah. And then make a new one... Um, because even though it's max one, you can still, like... Make another one after it, versus yeah. Jason. You can only make two that entire game. Right. Yeah. No, uh, he actually almost made my list, too. I love this Machine Smith. We never got one before, except as the Ameridroid, when he's, like, inside the Ameridroid. So, to me, it was huge. By the way, Ameridroid is from a very popular uh, Captain America story called the Captain America Corps. We didn't get any of those figures. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's WizKids' fault, though. I love Machine Smith. He made me. He uh, he was the one super rare I pulled 
at the five sealed Captain America events I went to is the only super rare I ever pulled, and that same event is the only time I won with him. So that was big for me. So no, Machine Smooth just barely didn't make it, just because I, only, I didn't play him a ton, but I love him for being thematic, filling out Captain America's rogues gallery. It's pretty huge. My number eight is going to be Spider-Man 1776. Pretty cheesy pick, I know. Honestly, purely for the uh, patrioticness of him, his George Washington-style garb, and then, uh, of course, making Soldier a named theme team. It, to me, he doesn't make Soldier Spider-Man family. That's lame. Spider-Man family is lame, and people that are in it are lame. <laughs> but uh, making Soldier a named theme is huge to me. Uh, I, that's That was always my go-to theme team back in the day when you would get like pseudo theme probs with it and then they changed that generic theme teams don't grant theme probs and only it's like for the map bonus which sucked so now i can go back to playing my all soldier teams because that's the way i started playing hero clicks that's the way i like playing hero clicks the way i still like playing hero clicks is just put as many patriotic looking soldier guys on a team and that's also why it's super huge to me that spider-man 1776 is in like revolutionary george washington garb so it, like it keeps that patriotic aspect for all my soldier teams that I enjoy playing. So that was just like such a perfect figure. Honestly, he didn't have to do anything else. If he was just charge blades, no stock click, no stupid negative one action total, whatever, that would have been fine. Just making soldier name theme team is enough for me. So he this figure goes above and beyond my expectations and I absolutely love it. It is a really cool sculpt too. Yeah. Um, as far as like, not like the biggest Miguel O'Hara fan, but I do Yeah, like who's that? Spider a, George Washington is all I <laughs> Spider George Washington. Yeah. Miguel uh, Washington. Twenty ninety nine. Seventeen six. Yeah, I didn't care for like the twenty ninety nine Spider Man series that much, but uh, I really do like the colors and like whatever the style of his suit over Peter's, and so like getting some oh, of that sure. in with like the Washington like guard. Yeah, that was cool. It's printed sweet. on there. Yeah. Uh, my number seven pick is the Doctor Fate Common from the Justice League Unlimited set. Um, so not only can he just like pop out a bunch of duplicates, so it's 65 points for the main one, 10 points for each additional one, and then if you have two to four characters named Dr. Fate on your force, including the original, um, then you get an action total plus one. If you have five or more, you get action total plus two, which is just nuts. If you throw in like a leadership and on a Justice League team, you can also have uh, KC Power Woman, so you could potentially have what, uh, five, six, seven action total, like action total, mm -hmm. uh, in a 300 point game. Um, I don't know what you're going to do with all those actions, but it's pretty sweet that you can do it. And I also just like that they made a like mainstay character, kind of like a thematic generic in like the 10 point version. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's kind of like that scene in, uh, Avengers where Dr. Strange makes all those like mm. copies of himself to yeah. like, attack Thanos or whatever. Um, kind of reminds me of that. And since we don't have a Doctor Strange that really does that well, uh, this Doctor Fate is kind of a cool version of that. Doctor Fate always looked cool, too, though. I always like, even though he's like a big bright yellow, bright blue or whatever, his helmet is so sick looking. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah, really cool. Yeah. What was that, your seven? That this is my, my seven? Movie. Okay. So, my seven is going to be Josiah X. I love a lot of the figures in the Captain America set, despite how much I rag on it for being a very imperfect set. Um, Josiah X is awesome, dude. Like, being able to ignore penetrating damage for everybody on your force or if you're adjacent to him, if you don't share a keyword, he has scientist, warrior, and soldier. Three really good, well, two really good keywords, and then warrior. Uh, so, like, I love playing soldier a lot. Obviously, Josiah X is patriotic. 
I pretty much, he's probably going to be the prime slot on any soldier team that I don't put, like, Punisher War Machine or something on. Like, Josiah X, to me, is just such a freaking awesome figure. Like, I think right after the Cats of America set came out, I made, like, a warrior theme team. I played him with, like, the Thor from the set and the new Guy Gardner and stuff, just, like, have a fun theme team. And it did, like, pretty well. Like, so, I enjoy Josiah X. I love ignoring penetrating damage, and that's why he had to make it on this list. And I played him a lot, too. In conjunction with Super Scroll, I played him a ton. Uh, number six on my list is the new Jubilee Super Rare. Um, really, it's not Jubilee, though. It's Shogo. Uh, that's the the interesting Maybe. part of the dial. Uh, the Jubilee part of the dial is just the sidestep energy explosion, five range, two lightning bolts. That's interesting enough. Um, but yeah, the ability to transform into Shogo and have protected outwit, protected pulse wave, uh, running shot with a a pretty decent speed, damage, and attack value. It's all like really cool, and uh, it's definitely like a version of the character we haven't gotten because we haven't. I don't think we've gotten the baby Shogo on her yet. I no, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. We. I mean, it would have made sense back in like Wolverine and the X Men, but they didn't. Right like, when they made the vampire Jubilee, the first vampire Jubilee. But I also like how balanced this figure is for fifty points because you can't. Even though it's not unique, you can't activate more than one for a game so like you're not getting multiple 50 point characters with this like really mm-hmm. cool dial you're getting at most one uh she's got enough keywords to like fit on a few different teams probably monster Mon- monster mystical or x-men are probably the only ones i'm gonna do but uh yeah i just really enjoy the like dragon transformation kind of thing she's gonna be a big beefy hitter for generation x though Oh yeah, <laughs> or Excalibur. I mean, or Excalibur. Yeah. I mean, there's only what? There's Britain. cats in Britain. Yeah. You know, there's a few cat in Britons that are solid. Yeah. Uh, my number six is going to be zero eighteen A Captain America from the Captain America: The Avengers set. He just really feels like Captain America. They did such a good job with this figure. Um, like between him and the one in the Fast Forces, I think at the end of the day, it kind of I lean toward the main set version a little more. Just because of, man, how he feels. I love this figure so much. The uh, 12 attack. I always feel like Cap is just such a good hitter. Like, sir, he's not going to hit you very hard. Like, he's still just a regular person at, like, top, like, value or whatever. But he's still great. The Living Legend trait was such a cool addition to the Captain America set. We haven't had any other Captain Americas made this year. And I don't know when we'll be able to get another one with a Fantastic Four set and X-Men sets coming up soon. So we really don't know when the next Cap is going to come out. But I hope they keep the Living Legend trait going because it's like just so good. Uh, his leadership is awesome. The way it helps with the new Assembled Avengers trait showing how like good of a leader he is. Uh, Captain America ignoring characters always made like sense for me. He's very like mobile. Uh, he does gymnastics and stuff all that. Like, he's not mobile like Spider-Man, right? But he's still Captain America. The Triple Bolts uh, is a very simple way to show his shield uh, bouncing off people. But this Captain America is just really strong, and I really enjoyed like how strong for like 85 points they could make a Captain America. He's a very simple uh, running shot to charge, close combat expert Steve Rogers, and that's what I really like about the Zero 18A cap. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my number five is the same as your number what seven? Yeah. Uh, so I've got the Josiah X Prime as well, um, with as much penetrating damage like that's being done as free nowadays so much man i just really enjoy this dude um the empower on his dial doesn't get used a whole lot because you kind of have to keep him safe so they Mm -hmm. don't just take him out or not even take him out just take him off those clicks 
but um, even if it like comes down to the wire, he's got like stacked damage and attack values pretty much his whole yeah. Level. It's like, I mean, they're kind of average, but for 50 points, it's a little above average, I think, with 11s for threes and an 11 three with precision and close combat expert, so he can be at 12 for four or 11 for five or whatever he has to be on his last or second to last click. Um, but yeah, I, I really dig this Josiah X as well. Um, it's not like the craziest cool sculpt, but it's probably one of the best common primes we got this year. Uh, right. Besides the obvious like Batman, Batman pick. Yeah. No, I don't think you know about Batman, but, but yeah. I'm more likely to play this one. For sure. My number five is another uh, Spider-Man Venom Absolute Conversation. It's going to be Gwen of Arc. I really just enjoyed the creativity they were they were able to pull off with these chases. Uh, Gwen of Arc is cool, so it's like the only time we'd ever probably get a Joan of Arc in the game. And I'm not a Spider-Gwen fan at all. I, I would honestly say I kind of hate the character, to be real with you guys. Sorry, all you Spider-Gwen <laughs> fans out there. Um, but like her as St. Joan of Arc is so cool to me. She makes armor a named keyword. I've made probably more generic teams than I normally make named theme teams, so I'm cool with armor being a named keyword. I've never made an armor team before. Um, I kind of just also enjoy knights. So like the spider knight we got uh, in the uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man set, oh, yeah, yeah. the uh, the knights Templar from Elseworlds with Oliver Queen, uh, the Iron Paladin, so I, I've always liked knights a lot, just like as forms of media, King Arthur's Round Table, Arthurian Legends, stuff like that, so anything that has like more knight related stuff is really cool and then the amount of um uh flavor they could put in the text like the whole martyred martyred by bishop osborne like really gives you like a feel for like the world that she would be in and i've always enjoyed the historical stuff marvel does like 1602 and like uh there's a 1816 1804 something like that for the yeah. wild west something style like stuff that, yeah, yeah. so I don't know. something weird yeah but um i always always enjoyed any historical like and then throwing our favorite characters well for me it's not Gwen of Arc uh, Gwen Gwen sucks I hate Gwen Stacy anyways uh, but like throwing characters that are cool that are comic book characters back in time is really cool so it gives you a feel for the world and I love the creativeness that WizKids was able to do with the um all the Spider-Man chases and I hope they do that with more chases and just more figures in general going forward honestly please don't make them chases I didn't want to buy any of the Spider-Man set you guys made me buy like two cases because I just wanted to get trade fodder and chases to get like chases okay so please don't make him chases again so i don't have to buy this terrible set but um gwen of arc was awesome and i just loved it sure uh my number four is going to be the super captain marvel from the captain america and the avengers set um she's got the 150 and 90 point lines mm. but finally like we have a carol danvers that can be played at like the 90 point line uh, so, like, my other favorite... That's good. Yeah, Captain Marvel would be the binary chase from the movie feed. But I finally have one that doesn't cost, like, a huge chunk of my build for 90 points. But it also still feels... 95, before someone, like, writes oh, in and gets mad yeah. at you. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't want to correct you, but... Um, yeah, so, like, for 95, you still have two stop clicks. You still have an 11 for 3 top dial. You still have the ability to deal the ping damage... You can still drop Chewy. You can do mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff, and you've got like it really feels like an actual Captain Marvel, like should. Yeah. Whereas like uh, the ones from like Secret Wars, Battle World, and I don't know, we've just gotten a lot of bad ones. Yeah, the like forty-five point one from AVPI, like they just always feel like underwhelming. And finally, this one feels like just about right. Maybe a little like 
too good for 95, but honestly, I think she's fine. I, I don't know. Um, pretty stellar piece. And the sculpt's not crazy bad. Like, I don't like the sculpt that much. Uh, the weird, chunky blast that she's yeah, doing with one That's like her logo, yeah. and then a shooting it out. It's not great. It's not great. Uh, my pick for number four is going to be Miles, Miles West. I know, another Spider-Man chase, but uh, it's so cool. Like, it's based on, like, Wild Wild West, like, as a movie. So, Miles, Miles West is such a hilarious, like, name pun. Um, for all those in Britain, it's uh, Kilometers, Kilometers West. Uh, <laughs> kilometers, Kilometers East. Oh, right, Kilometers, yeah, yeah. Kilometers East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it's really cool. You can get all the exaggerated swagger from this Miles, Miles West figure. It's really cool. I mean, fastest webs in the West, no guns in my town. He makes police a named keyword, which is really cool. It's like a sheriff-style figure. Uh, sheriff Steve Rogers can then be put on a team. Same thing with the Diana Prince from Elseworlds. So there's quite a good amount of, like, cowboy-related Heroclix figures that also have the police keyword, which is nice. Um, I think maybe that John Jones might have police as well. I can't remember. I think so, yeah. Like uh, I don't think Speedy did, but if they all do, then yeah, it's perfect. But if not, it's whatever. Um, but like Shame and a few other cowboys, like Iron Slayer, like don't have... Eh, he sort of had a hat anyways. Don't have a police keyword, which is a bit of a bummer. I've never honestly played a police team, like ever, or Gotham City Police. I don't think I've ever built a police team team. Uh, but with... But with Spider-Man and Miles Miles West, I uh, I can see myself, you know, starting to build some cool police-themed teams. He does a lot of cool, fun stuff. Shape change, super senses, double rollouts is always fun. And he's got that great um, Max Payne sculpt where he's doing oh, the yeah. jump, double shooty with double the pistols. Pistol. Yeah. And I got to make a really fun intro as Miles Miles West for the Spider-Man unboxing. So if you haven't seen that, check it out on YouTube. The uh, Spider-Man Venom Absolute Carnage unboxing. But yeah. I have a secret behind-the-scenes video of that as well. No, um, no, I, I was hoping everybody forgot about that. Uh, so my number three is, surprisingly, Nuke Clone, number mm. 012 from the Captain America and the Avengers set. Uh, it's I think it's the only generic I have on my list. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the only generic I have on my list. It is my favorite generic of this year, um, even more so than like the Sinister Clones that are coming out soon. So he's got the Burnout Virus and the Power Elite trait for 20 points. It's a lot of stuff for 20 points. He also has average combat value, so like 10 for 3 top dial, and then he goes on to ranged combat expert his last two clicks, 16 toughness his whole dial. Um, but I really like the Power Elite trait. I really like attempting to make a Power Elite team. And that's I do the like whole it a lot. Power actions of opposing characters with an X squares are double power actions instead uh, and then X, of course, is equal to the number of friendly characters with the Power Elite keyword with a different names. So you can do this with, like, uh, keyword cheating with, like, the new boss every day and then hired flunkies to get, like, some cheap ones like that. You can also just play the Power Elite from the same set. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a lot of ways to get the Power Elite trait to, like, be pretty silly. Yeah. Uh, at least in casual. Um, and then playing a bunch of these guys, it's like you can play, you know, what, 15 for 300 points? And so not only do you have, like, solid attack values and stuff, uh, you've got the burnout virus, and that's when Nuke Clone is KO'd by an attack or by the effects of a trait with this name. After resolutions, deal one penetrating damage to each character within three squares. At the end of your turn, for all characters with this trait, roll a d6 on a 4 through 6. Deal a friendly character with the name Nuke Clone one unavoidable damage. So... 
depending on how you have them grouped up, you can have a chain reaction that literally. Kills I've done that before. All your it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I did it with like Borg Queen, so she has invincible top dial, and then she also has the Borg team ability. So the penetrating damage doesn't hurt her, but uh, when they KO, like they'll also heal her with the Borg team ability. So you can like, just like stand in the middle and let all of your new clones explode. Mm, and nice. It's never since it's only one penetrating damage. It's never really worth the trade off. You're losing a twenty point figure and only dealing potentially one damage to one figure, or maybe not even that. But it's still really cool. Uh, I really like bomb teams, Punisher van, um, the what like thermite shredder. Yeah, that was stuff awesome. Like that. So he's on the list because of that mostly. I played a theme team of them earlier this year, where it was like mostly new clones, and then like uh, the one guy who doesn't turn into a minotaur, but uh, turns into oh, a red yeah, skull. Like Lucan, not nah, oh, Lucan. Okay. Yeah, uh, Alexander Lucan. That was a really fun team. Uh, my number three is going to go to the House of X Nightcrawler. The only figure, sorry, the only other figure I need in that set. I do need uh, Emperor Vulcan, sadly. Um, but Nightcrawler's really cool. I've been waiting for a new Nightcrawler, obviously, for like five years since we got the last one, Uncanny. And both of those weren't that great. Um, like, you could move, and then eventually, at some point, you could go back to your little marker that you set down, which is a very unmobile, like, not that cool Nightcrawler. This one just has so many interesting ways to move and ways to help out the team. He's both supporty in the middle of his dial. He can go attacky, which is neat. I just really enjoy this Nightcrawler. Uh, Kurt Wagner is one of my all-time, like, favorite X-Men ever. So, just getting a new one, keeping him current is awesome. It's a shame that he has a Krakoan Revival trait, because I just I hate everything about Krakoan Revival. I think it's dumb. Um, but this Nightcrawler's cool, and I like him a lot. So, good sculpts. Sadly, it's a rare sculpt. It's fun playing with your Nightcrawler. It's fun it's to fun. not have your figures KO'd. It's fun to give 10 points and a really good pog to your opposing Plus whatever team. the characters were. Yeah. score that. Um, so my number two pick is the 013 Prime Black Leopard uh, so this is like the third Prime I have on this list uh, but I got the most mileage I think like second most mileage out of my Fantastic Four theme teams when I started putting this guy on there um, so he's of course got the uh, to fight for equality and Rudyarda whatever, uh, Rudyarda um the maximum attack, defense, and damage hmm. values of opposing characters within six squares and line of fire are each equal to Black Leopard's printed value of that type, which is awesome as long as you're not being outranged. Uh, once they have like seven or eight range or something silly like that, then it's a little bit harder. You have to like be inside of doors or walls or hide somehow. Uh, but when he gets up like up close and personal, um, forcing your opponent to have 10, 10, 17, 3 or bottom dial. 8, 9, 16, 2 is pretty awesome. And yeah. uh, it's even better because, like, if somebody managed to attack him within, like, 6 at most, he's going to take 3 damage because they're copying his damage. And it says maximum, so it doesn't matter if they're perplexing or anything. Ooh, um, that's rough. Yeah, it's just... So, like, this is... When I when Devin was playing the 300-point uh, God Emperor Doom, this is what really, like, sunk his, like, team was... Uh, well, his figure <sighs> was God Emperor Doom Ugh, for 300 points. That's awful. A 10, 17, 3. Uh, he also has Leadership Perplex, and when he uses Perplex, he can also modify his value by plus 2 if opposing character within 6 and Line of Fire has a higher printed value. So if they have, like, an 18 defense, 
I can bump mine up by two, which is what I normally did. And then they're swinging at me with at most a 10 into like my 19 or 20. Oh, that's so gross. That's so gross. Pretty awesome. I really like this dude. Yeah. I have no idea who or I mean, I know it's T'Challa, but uh, I have no idea. Why he calls himself the Black Leopard as opposed to Black Panther. I don't know when or why that happened, but I still really like the figure. So, just like you talking about Black Leopard, Josiah X being on both our lists, and then, of course, that microphone Batman being good, and then, like, thinking about the uh, Bishop and Shard. Like, Common Primes have been really good this year. They've been blowing them up out like, of the water, yeah. I don't remember... Uh, I mean, I think the last really solid Uncommon was Vulture. Right, yeah. And, uh, These Common Primes have all kicked butt this year. Yeah. Maybe except for Spider-Man, which whatever Venom it was, or symbiote oh, person, right. but, like, still... It was like- Four out of five yeah. sets is pretty good for like just great to meta common primes. Yeah, yeah like it's pretty sweet. Uh, my number two pick is Doctor Fantastic, the Earth X Mister Fantastic from the Fantastic Four set. One of the few figures I absolutely had to have from the set because I love Earth X as a storyline. I want to see more Earth X get made. Doctor Fantastic had a really cool role in it. It wasn't necessarily important, but it was cool seeing that he's like the Doctor Doom and like living in the armor. So like the Doom bots don't find him out is so hilarious. But it's not so much what this figure does. And I did play this figure in like a 300 uh, modern competitive tournament. And I, and I had fun using him with Jason to like throw out uh, Franklin's and his whole plus 10 trait with the Doom bots where if. Any friendly character is targeted by Outwit, Perplex, or Pra by an opponent. You get to make a Doombot. And so it's every single time. So at one point, I had like 15 Doombots on the board. It was so cool. Like, it was awesome. Just for like that 10-point trade alone, this Dr. Fantastic is so crazy fun to field. But it was not just that, but it was like everything around this figure was cool. We we see, first we only see like the back of his card, Right. Or we see that he can bring in Franklin yeah, Galactus. See, like, so yeah, we don't see the bystander. We don't see actually. We don't see the bystander. Remember? Oh, we, we see, see the, the front of the card, and we're like, oh, what does Franklin Galactus do? Is this going to be broken for Jason? And then we see the token set, and we're like, this is absolutely broken for Jason. Yeah. You know? And then we're like, but we're now like, we need to know more. He's be yeah, like he's got to be more. more points. And then we see he's only 100 points. And we're like, what the heck? And this is, and w- then we see the terrible, terrible live unboxing video yeah. with the grainy quality from WizKids. And that day was the day of uh, Patreon supporter Lucas Van Hollen's wedding. Yeah. And so we're sitting in the pews of the church and I've got my phone out. It's The wedding isn't happening, by the way, yet. It's just like we're waiting for it to like start and it's like an hour before or whatever. So we're all just sitting in the uh, like the main annex of the church, right? And I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, like trying to get a good screenshot. And like Kevin's like looking over like, no, 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 pause right here. Let it play for a little bit. I'll pause screenshot. You know, we're like we're trying to get a good picture of like the back of the card because we're like the, the, the pog has a trait. The pog has a trait. What's the trait do? You know, and like we were all huddled around it. And like we're telling Lucas, dude, he's only 100 points. And he's like, oh, my gosh, he can be played with like whatever. Yeah. And like everybody else in the wedding, that's not like a hero clicks player is like, are you guys serious? Is this important? And Lucas, the groom, is like, yes, you have no idea how important this <laughs> is. And it was such just a great experience. We're all like sit- sitting there in suits and stuff. And we're just so worried about whether or not <laughs> Dr. Fantic is going to be broken with... Uh, jason or not yeah it's so it was just such a fun like memorable time like i don't know how i couldn't put this figure on my top and that and he's just fun he's fun to play i like him a lot yeah he's a really solid figure and you can still play him with jason it just 
requires a little bit extra. Yeah, you work. just got to put them on the team and stuff. But sure, it's but it's yeah, still it's awesome. Pretty, I don't know. Um, number, my one. number one. So my number one is for a couple reasons. Uh, it's a figure that I don't think we've ever gotten a good version of, like an actual good figure version. We've gotten some bystanders. We've gotten some different stuff like that. Um, he was part of the Fantastic Four's big return, so that was like you know important to me. Was like not only did we finally get Fantastic Four, but we also finally got a good version of this character. And this is the unique, rare Franklin Richards for sixty-five points. So he does so much that like anytime someone's like, "I'm building with Fantastic Four, like blah blah blah," what would you suggest? And I'm like, "Well, if you don't have this like room for the sixty-five point Fantastic or." The 65-point Franklin Richards, you need to start rebuilding your Fantastic Four team because there's no reason that your Fantastic Four team shouldn't have this figure. Um, his dial is pretty stellar as far as like values go. Uh, it's 11 clicks long for 65 points. He has the Fantastic Four team ability, so he can heal. Um, friendly characters with the Fantastic Four keyword within four have power cosmic team ability, including himself, which is just awesome. Uh... Then he's also got the ability, so he can't be equipped, can't be healed by regeneration or the Fantastic Four, or only by the regeneration of the Fantastic Four team ability. Mm. So no steel energy or whatever. Uh, the first time that Franklin Richards would be KO'd by his own unavoidable damage, instead you turn him to click 11, which is pretty sweet. And then, of course, his attack power, his entire dial, uh, except for his very last click, is free. Choose three standard powers. Franklin Richards can use the chosen powers until your next turn. At the end of your turn, if Franklin Richards activated the power and, or made an attack, you roll a d6 and deal him half that damage as unavoidable. So, I think he's balanced. I think he might be a little, like, not balanced. I think he might be a little too good occasionally when I'm playing him. But I do think that he's balanced, especially if you look like his down dial, mm -hmm. if you take into account that, like, his rolls can be bad. Um, but, like, I really love using him as, like, a support piece, picking, like... Uh, sidestep, charge, precision strike, or like, you know, charge, precision strike, uh, battle fury to get around, like, a lot of the symbiote stuff we've got going on. Or just like running shot pulse wave is always awesome. Right. 11 for 4 with a 3 range. Um, so yeah, there's just like no end to like his choices, but also like you have to be kind of conservative occasionally uh, when you're using him. You don't want to like burn him out too fast. But um, yeah. That's my number one pick. He's and insane. I'll be using him for a long He's time. He's really good. Even just like non-theme for 65 mm. points. Uh, a character that's 65 points, has power cosmic, 11 clicks long, and the ability to choose three powers mm -hmm. is just nuts. Uh, the one thing that I don't like about him that I wish was like different is you can't choose like a standard like speed symbol or something. It'd be cool if you could give him flight because he can fly. So, I mean... I don't know. That's it is like weird that he thing. can't, yeah. But again, like, that helps balance him out a little bit. You can't, like, running shot pulse wave over outdoor elevated or whatever. You have to walk up the stairs to do it. Uh, and then my number one pick is going to be Captain America set 018B, the Captain. I have been waiting for a normal version of the Captain that doesn't have Thor's hammer forever. Because he only picks up Thor's hammer for, like, a couple pages in one issue, which is big. You know, I have that Thor issue. I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool. Obviously, it's like one of the most standout parts about this iteration of Captain America. 
But more so than that is I have a ton of issues of Captain America where it's just him, D-Man, and Falcon, and just him as the Captain. So this version of Cap has like an adamantium shield, which is really cool, and they even make reference to that on the card, which I really appreciate. He has the same Living Legend trait, and he has a really neat trait, which is the whole, uh, he can lose the soldier keyword, and then he gets a Marvel team ability of your choice, or he just straight up... Uh, can have his combat values not modified by opponents this turn and can't have his attack rules re-rolled. So he always has an 11 throughout his entire dial, which is cool. And then he does get close combat expert midway through. And then he uh, he can be, kind of become a healer, which is interesting. The 15 defend and two damage support, kind of like about healing the country. Or, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, like, called on the card, but I've been really asking for this version of the captain for a really long time, and we finally got it this year, so I was super excited. He's a solid 45 points. I would have preferred them making him a little beefier somehow and then making him shifting focus Captain America because this would have been perfect for the shifting focus like trait to go with the other three Captain Americas we had, but him at 45 is still really cool. And so that is the top 10 figures of 2020 on a scale of 1 to 10, because I think this is the only thread we can ever use a scale of 1 yeah. to 10 for. Uh, what do you think about like tabulating all the figures in the set? This is a lot of work for this guy. Yeah. I feel uh, bad for him. This is a I lot really of work. Do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a nuke clone, my number three. Give it a nuke clone? Because uh, it's not quite like... So I'm, I'm saying like number one being Franklin Richards yeah. being the best. Um, the amount of work that he's like going to put into it and kind of, I mean, it's just a really enjoyable thread. It's no, like no arguing about different stuff. Really. Yeah. It's just people having their own opinions about whatever figures they, you know, maybe they only like the figure cause the sculpt or whatever. Uh, it's fun to read through some of them and kind of laugh at like some of the weird choices yeah, or whatever. Some bad picks. Um, but yeah, again, opinion, uh, picks, if yes. you want to enter your picks, it is called the top 10 favorite hero clicks of 2020 exclamation point. It's um, it's kind of a bad name for a thread. It doesn't yeah. make me feel like I need to voice my opinion and go vote or whatever. Right. It's just sort of like, it feels like it's just his top 10. Right. But that's not what the and thread the title, is. It's such yeah. a bad title. Yeah, I will give him negative points for the bad title. I am really excited to but, see. But uh, I'm curious to see who gets it too. What gets like the, the majority of votes. Because, uh, I mean. Looking like there was a lot of spot. I think spot might be like yeah. There's in, one. Uh, he himself said own. spot. I don't know if he's counting his own votes. Might as well, right? You can I vote mean, for I yourself. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the what is it? This guy just picked a bunch of commons. What a weirdo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff, and we're still only like five pages in. So there's a lot of votes left to be tabulated and sure. uh, cast. I guess. Does he have a deadline? Like when uh, you believe, can't vote anymore? Yeah, I believe the thread closes. Uh, let's see. I'm a, I'm guessing that he probably ends it at like December 31st or something. That would make uh, sense. But uh, you never know if he wants to like, try to get more time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we could still vote for... Like I could still vote on like my favorite 2019 like figure. I can still look those up. Oh, it's true. Yeah, you can just go so, see... I don't know how he's going to do that. Just make it super annoying for him, like get a notification from a dead thread and be like, ah, oh, dude, why? Right. What are you doing this for me? All right. So moving on in the show, we're going to go ahead and jump into the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Maps sure are cool, aren't they, Simeon? How neat are maps? Oh, man, I do like a good map. It'd be hard to 
really play this game without one, I guess. Yep. <laughs> it would be that certainly is, difficult. That is a thing I can say. I guess chessboards would work as well, yeah, but, you know, sure. it, terrain is really important. Terrain is really important. So, uh, the community's question is, should maps be symmetrical? Why or why not? What are your thoughts on this, Simeon? Um, so, I'm okay with an occasional symmetrical map. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Like, I think it should be the... It should not be the. It should be the exception to the rule and not the rule itself. Because I think symmetrical maps, like on the surface, one, it's just bad for the second player. They're they're already losing like the initiative. They're already losing the like battlefield advantage of like you know being on like a home ground kind of thing. And now they like also on a symmetrical map, it doesn't matter. Like there's no point in picking one side or the other. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's like it should be an exception to the rule where occasionally we get symmetrical maps, but uh, yeah, it seems really silly and like just kind of like lazy, honestly. Um, like symmetrical I, yeah. maps, like most places you go in the world aren't symmetrical, so it's, it's no kind of weird way. Like, like, maps of like you know what we're uh, imagining to be like a street or whatever is all of a sudden like perfectly symmetrical. Like oh, they just happen to park cars. The like same in this <laughs> on each side, that yeah. Square, like adjacent or across from each other or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just a, kind of like a boring looking thing if it's symmetrical and you can't really make any interesting choice for which side you go to. Yeah. I've never really thought about map choices and stuff that much until I got into playing like more competitive hero clicks. But because before that, when you lost map, you're like, I guess I go second. I've never had like anyone when i would just like go to a, a venue every once in a while i never felt like i got absolutely destroyed just because of like map choice you know but like nowadays going to hedge maze king's tomb you know maps like that can just ruin your day weird how those are both <laughs> roc maps uh i didn't say it you said that yeah. howard you heard him it's he weird. said it it's not me people <clears throat> like whiz kids maps can be just as like bad but then you see all these build lists. So, yeah, the majority are like, ROC maps. Um, not saying that's a good or bad thing. I think um, casually, I still don't want to play on a symmetrical map. I think it's just boring. Um, it's cool if like the map has like Avengers Mansion is like a cool map. Yes, it is. One person starts in like I don't know the driveway, I guess, or whatever it is. Yeah, house, yeah. And they have to like either jump into like the bushes to try and hide or whatever. Right, and that's well, like I chose to be on this map, mansion. which means you get to be inside the mansion. Or, you get yeah. to be safer, or, like whatever, right? Like, yeah, I really do like that map a lot. It's, and it's really also cool. A cool like thematic thing, like you know, these people are trying to break into the Avengers mansion, and you have to battle. Yeah, it is sweet. Or whatever. Um, when in like it's a symmetrical map, it usually also like inherently kind of like loses whatever like uh, interesting like kind of flow it could have. Yeah. Like, hallways that are like twisty and turny or something um i don't know if hedge maze is perfectly symmetrical it's not i it's i just brought still, that up to like oppress like really good maps right yeah um and i never just thought about to it being symmetrical. it is there's very small differences in it and it's one of those maps where even if you win like or even if you uh get to pick side it's not gonna help you it's like yeah so prepared for that what map. about it <laughs> it's like okay great unless you're like rocking juggernaut or something sure you're probably gonna like end up getting not uh, play that map anyhow or like boxing ring, try to delete as much uh, blocking terrain as possible. But yeah, you know, symmetrical maps, to me overall, they're not fun to look at. I guess there's part of you that might be like OCD and it makes it like nice to look at. I don't, I don't think so at all. I think a map should have a little bit more character. When it's the same on each side, it's very boring. 
uh, when I think about like a Stark Tower map or something that's just like really pretty, right? Like Stark Tower makes the face. It's also an indoor map that has blocking and walls and elevated, but it's not absolutely awful to play on and look at and make me want to shoot myself in the head. It is um, one of like the probably best uh, like map bonuses. As yeah, well. so and a really like, good map bonus. It's not only like a map it's probably the first map bonus on, where I'm like so... I kind of don't want to win map half yeah. the time with it because like. Getting the free pog is almost better than power action to potentially make one of them, right? right? Like, so it's a cool map bonus. It's it's a fine looking map, and then I think all the Earth X maps are fine. Even like the train yard, I think that's is symmetrical, and it's rough, but it's not. So it's symmetrical, right? And that's fine, but because it's not um, crippling, it's not overtly crippling. Like the right. train yard, I'm like, oh man, my goose is cooked. I'm on the train yard. What team can I possibly... Like, no. It's open. It's not bad at all. Same thing, like, if Wakanda was perfectly symmetrical, which it isn't, you know, let them in-map. That's a rock map. It's not symmetrical. Yeah, it really sort like of is, not really. It's also, um, I mean, they've stopped doing the movies for obvious they reasons. Need, yeah, I wish they would, though. But, They're so good. Uh, the movie maps were pretty sweet. Those, those were all none cool. None of those were symmetrical, but I remember. No. Uh, the Titan, planet, but like, or whatever, half-world, or whatever. This map, the one we're talking about, the... Uh, the one that kind of sparked this discussion, the, uh, what is this called? Server board room. Um, let me see if Geek I... lab. Wire maze. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's yeah. some sort of... Uh, Anyways. Um, server room. Yeah. It's, it's symmetrical, but it's oppressively symmetrical. Where if your team is not perfectly built to be on this map, you're going to have just the crappiest time playing ever. Versus, yeah. like, Train Yard, where pretty much any team can do pretty well... I'm pretty sure that map's symmetrical. It might not be, but, like, it's pretty symmetrical, and, like, it doesn't really cause that much pain for, like, anyone. Same thing with, like, Amok Time. Like, it's good. It's big and open, and, like, maybe your team is really good for an open team. Maybe your team's, like, it's just terrible for an open team, but I feel like a closed-in map is worse as opposed to a more open map when it's symmetrical. To me, anyways. Especially when it's, like, closed in with walls. Elevated. Elevated is what makes it really bad, yeah, the right? Elevated changes like, on this one are what like I really hate. Um, ancient hold is tough. Yeah, it's not crazy impossible, but it's tough and it shuts down a lot of stuff. This thing is not just line of fire killer. It's like a movement killer. It's it's dude. It's awful. This map is so incredibly difficult. At least there's no doors though. <sighs> Jeez, imagine if there were like doors on the stairs at the top of each right, stairs there yeah. were also doors that'd be oh that would suck so even much yeah hey look we just came up with an idea to make a map even like more oppressive <laughs> so let's see what so. people have to say about maps being symmetrical I, I i can bring up the ones on twitter here if you want okay. to grab the ones on facebook all right first on facebook we're gonna go with james craddock who says maps should never be symmetrical every map should provide a choice for player two to si slightly balance the losing of the map choice many maps can provide too much of an advantage to one side and in a game that talks about having a competitive element i think it is a terrible idea to allow a map designer to have such a high level of influence in the playing of the the game i agree um so it, it continues but i'll just say i agree with that first point because uh yeah like when maps are designed to like the point where they're like super oppressive if you build specific teams then like the whole goal of the game is going to be win map like play you know like a plus 10 mm. theme and go to that map um which is what i'm going to try and do with the jubilee so i can turn her into crazy monster lady but 
that's besides the point. He continues and says, Player one should get to narrow the choice of terrain to one type, outdoors, indoors, no hindering, lots of hindering, etc. And player two should then get to decide if they want to take the side that offers him or her an advantage or take away the side that would help player one. If a game starts like that, then the map has less of an effect on the outcome than if one player gets to choose the overall terrain and choose which side the opponent mm. must start on. There is no balance at all in that. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with the whole thing. Uh, essentially, if you're already, like, if you already have an idea of what map you want to be on, like, I've got an anti-juggernaut map, like Galador Promenade was, like, an anti-juggernaut map. Um, I've got, like, yeah. an indoor map for people that outrange me, and then I've got, like, an open map for, like, people I outrange or whatever. Um, like, that's fine, because then when you, if you win map, you can, like, you know, kind of, like, play to your, your team's strengths. The problem is, like, in a... Like, even on, like, Galador Promenade or whatever, um, like, yeah, Juggernaut would lose, like, the blocking, but he would also just be able to, like, move and, like, quake and get all over the place because, like, that whole map was, like, open for him. Yeah. Um, and, like, similar, like, you know, uh, other maps where it's, like, wide open, like, Metal Arena is, like, a good map because it's got, like, multiple elevations, but there's really, like, no benefit to, like, one player. Like, if I win that map and put my opponent on it, they can, like, make some pretty smart choices and, like, stay in, like, certain areas. Like, if I outrange them, they can keep moving elevations, different stuff like that. Um, and that one's not fully symmetrical, but it kind of is, so... I guess yeah, yeah. Uh, first on Twitter is Little Plastic Superheroes says, It changes the dynamics to the game. The Bifrost Mighty Thor map is a perfect example of it. Um, but in response to uh, should a map be symmetrical, he says, that's going to be a no for me, dog. It's pretty solid. But yeah, I think there are some maps where they're just slightly different, like uh, not a crazy drastic change. Like the map we played last Thursday Throwdown where it was like there was some elevated yeah. versus it was just weird chunks of blocking the cargo ship. Right. You were like, yeah, that's a really like completely different terrain for each side to right. like start off with. It was with. crazy because, yeah, the one side... Mm -hmm had like this huge chunk of elevated you have to like traverse and then yeah the others like all these blocking like boxes ship containers that, things and you're just like oh this is terrible yeah yeah uh second one on facebook i'm gonna go with is tyler murin who says not for standard 1v1 but i do think for battle royale style maps it probably should be fairly symmetrical since there is a lot more time in between turns i feel like the last thing you want to have is any player any players isolated due to the map's asymmetrical design. I could be wrong, but in theory, it makes sense. So I agree with that. In like battle royale, even like skirmish, if you're gonna like consider that a format, um, any format like where there's multiple players potentially involved, it probably helps to have a more symmetrical map. So yeah, yeah, one person isn't like like in like prison tier. They're not like stuck in like some uh, cells, just like waiting to get out kind of thing, elimination right. chamber style. Chris Kurtz on Twitter said, the ex-paintball player in me says, oh yeah, symmetry, symmetry, baby. Um, but in clicks, though, it would take away from the idea of picking a map side. A few, a uh, few that would be nice, though. Um, so I've never played paintball, but uh, I played airsoft, which is much cooler. So They're about the same. Yeah, basically the exact same. Like dorks wearing guns. And hey, 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 hey. But I, like, I wear camo and not a big jersey thing. I used to paintball and uh, never got into airsoft. My gun looks more real than yours and shoots tiny BBs. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, yeah, I understand why you'd have a symmetrical map uh, or symmetrical. Like, that just makes it area. easy to like guess where the opponent's going to be. Right. right is the main like strategy but there. And then like some of my favorite paintball games I've ever played had like one like uh, like starting area, like, yeah. quote unquote starting area, would be closer to like shelter than the other. But it also meant that like you were on the team that wasn't close to the shelter was like rushing further up the field and uh, potentially like getting into better positions because of that. So I don't know. Um, I guess symmetry makes sense as like a fairness point in paintball. But again, like in paintball, it's like all terrain that people can walk on. It's not like one dude has a jetpack and like that- <laughs> picks to play on a map that's like all weird elevations. So. How crappy would that be? <laughs> Mandalorian shows yeah, up from paintball, I'm, like, oh, I'm going to get like, destroyed. You're like, how do I, I have to climb this, like, stair and then this ladder to, like, get up here? And meanwhile, he's just, like, flying down and flying up and, like, shooting at you all this the whole This is bogus. Time. This sucks. This is awful. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was great. Thank you guys for uh, commenting on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we don't have a Jedi Legend here who's tip of the week this week. We're recording on Saturday in the afternoon, so this is slightly before he normally gets his tip up. But uh, welcome to a Jedi or Sith Calder's tip of the week. You're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? How can you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. How can you be on the council and not be a master? Take a seat, young Calder Ness. How could you? Uh, so was my, my tip of the week is going to be is mastermind giving you guys trouble. The way mastermind is worded is you can only mastermind two characters that weren't also a hit target of the attack. So ways to get around this are maybe like Quake. So that way you're adjacent to both of them. You Quake them both. He can't mastermind it. You're both taken two. Or energy explode them because they'll become a hit target. This also gets rid of the use of super senses, which is really cool. Uh, no, sorry. It gets rid of the use of shape change. Right. Uh, and then they can still roll for super senses afterwards, though. So that's also yeah, a really cool way to do it with energy targeted. explosion. They become targeted once but they're yeah, just being adjacent. They still get to potentially yeah. not be hit. And then another thing is multi-target. So if you have two bolts on your dial, baby, you know what? You can just try to shoot them both. And that'll yeah. just sort of get around Mastermind, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, Mastermind is, like, it's one of those powers that's kind of tough to deal with occasionally. Right. Especially if it's, like, in a special, like, scenario where it's, like, power cosmic or, like, protected outwit Mastermind. That's big, too. Can't just outwit it. So body blocking or something. So, yeah, you just, like, well... Like, not only do I have to hit this higher defense, but then I... Or if it's, like, a, what, Dark Side's Mastermind, where it heals him yeah, more when he uses it. Yeah, that's awful, yeah. It's like, man, like, I just never want him to be able to do that. But at the same time, if you can't get around him to hit the person he's masterminding to, then you just have two big problems. Yeah, a few options. Yeah. Um, another thing about Mastermind, really quickly... Is that I totally forget. Well, no, uh, Precision Strike. That was a power that used to counter it. it used yeah. to not be able to, uh, whatever, transfer the damage. Transfer damage. But now yeah. Precision Strike is just way less useful. And that, that really hurt me after 2017 yeah, when I couldn't Precision Strike Mastermind. Like Battle Fury, like, there's nothing that gets around Mastermind other than a just multi-target targeting, yeah. or outwit. Like, those yep. are the two big things. Um, and like multi-target can be, like Calder said, Quake, Energy yeah. Explosion, Pulse Wave. Anything that's going to hit both the target and the person they're masterminding yeah. to. Um, 
But yeah, it can be a headache, that's yep. for sure. So that is going to be my tip of the week, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and hopefully Mastermind won't give you so many problems. Simeon, that's going to be the end of our show, man. It was a good show. Yeah. So. Wrapping up a little earlier than last week. But Slightly. We like, we like consistency, so about that two-hour mark every time. So I'm going to ramble for another Don't. 25 nope. minutes. Nope. Uh, now, if you uh, listened to our top 10 picks for 2020 and you thought, hey, that's right, I never picked up that figure, I really need to, you can go ahead and check out CoolStuffInc.com where they probably have it in stock. Uh, they also got uh, cases of X-Men back in uh, for pre-order, so you can actually order cases instead of uh, bricks or boosters. They were sold out for a little while, but they're back up. So They're back, baby. Uh, and using code DIAL5 actually... I think it saved me like 11 bucks which isn't right. a lot but 11 right. bucks off of a case pretty decent and i mean it's better to save than not save so yeah if you want uh some cool stuff check out coolstuffinc.com where they have the latest hero clicks sealed and singles and uh you know code dial 5 will get you a little discount on those <laughs> happy trails <laughs> Ma, 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 my, 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 my